It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is time once again for the Mike Hewitt Show, brought to you by RenegadeRiver.com. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Hey, good morning, Michigan. Listen, folks, we've got my co-host, Miles Bauer, and I will be talking for at least the first segment with Dave Yonkman, who is the principal of... Dave Yonkman, uh, DYS Media. DYS. Recently must... changed the name when I... Incorporated in Michigan. Okay. Now, you've been in Washington, D.C. Yeah, for the past 15 years. Are you going to go back and forth, or are you just cheer in Michigan, or what? what's the plan? Well, I need to go back and forth, at least in the short term. Okay. At least once or twice a month to take care of the business that I have out there. But no, I'm a full-time resident <clears throat> of West Michigan. Listen, folks, just a little background. Dave Yonkman has worked with the show kind of behind the scenes now for a couple, couple two or three years now. And it's you've been, been on, but it's been a long time. Right. So in the past, whenever I needed someone from Washington, D.C. to beat up on on the air, I'd go <laughs> to Dave Yonkman and say, who have you got in the pickle barrel? And That's and, right. And he's helped us quite a bit. And, and uh, so you've been on, it's been a long time, but it's good to have you back. Tell me, though, Thank you. what does this new company do? DYS Media, LLC. It's uh we're a uh, public relations and marketing company. So does that we, mean if I'm trying to change my image for my company, you'll help me, or if I'm trying to build an image, if I got a problem, are you going to fix my image? Or I don't think you have. I, I think uh, I might need that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to change your image whatsoever, Mike. You're you're doing a great job. The uh, what I do in you know how I defined how I define public relations is the business of generating income and credibility through honest and compelling storytelling. So what I'd like to do is bring out the best in people, bring out the best in uh, local thought leaders, um, local businesses that are bringing new products to market that are improving lives of the people in West Michigan. And the big thing is, is that, uh, you know, what I try to teach people is that nobody is going to talk about your product unless you tell them nobody's going to know what you're doing unless you're telling them and uh you know you could buy ad space about your company and what you're selling and and uh and those types of things to get customers but really you want to build credibility in your community you want people to know that they can trust you that they can trust your product that uh they can call you if something goes wrong and um i'm there to help people do that does that mean you build ad campaigns i do that at times okay Depending on what the needs are of your um, primary, you're, now in the past you've worked with a lot of politicians. 
Yes, I have. That's, Political types. Hacks. Yes. So I say that out loud. That is my background. <laughs> Both parties? Independence uh, also? Cross the spectrum or Republican or Democrat? What are, what are you? Yeah, you I'm bipartisan. Think? You know, yeah. like I obviously I've worked for um, former Representative Pete Hookstra, former Representative Mike Rogers, both okay. chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, sure. both Republicans for 10 years on Capitol Hill. But when you get down into the state and local levels, I don't understand why there's party affiliation at all. Because um, single parties makes us look a lot like the Soviet Union. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that might be part of it. Yeah. But no, a lot of solutions are bipartisan. And so I don't, I don't pigeonhole myself into okay. uh, one um, camp over the... Well, I, think, I, I am a Republican. I am a conservative. I, I yeah. shouldn't let that go without saying. But no, I get along fine with Democrats. Some folks say I am also. <laughs> what do you think, Miles? Am I biased? I think you're a cruiser. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's right about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, no question about it. As you're aware, this is a little bit of a a little bit of a political show. Yes, and, very much aware. Yeah, and so we've had some fun on it, and and obviously Miles is wrong on a few issues, and we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to coach him along. <laughs> Normally, Ludwig von Wiedemdorski is here, and he's the guy we pick on. But when he's absent, then we just sit and shoot at each other. So, <laughs> and Ludwig right now is supposedly preparing for class because he's a professor, which just scares the bejeebers out of both of us. <laughs> now, do you work with colleges, speaking of that, or do you, are you strictly for corporate? Do I speak for what? Do you ever work with colleges? as a, Do you take them on as a client or educational facilities? I do. Actually, I'm working with a client right now, uh, works for St. George's University in Granada, talking about... Because okay. um, they need some major image repair. That's why I brought that up. <laughs> How you can do basket weaving class and get a degree in it for only $80,000 is beyond the pale. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. So, do you work with them? It's same as same as you would packaging a product from, from Acme Products. Oh sure. Well, this uh, this particular client, they um, they've just uh, completed. A th- you know, they completed a study. Harvard completed the study, but they found that foreign trained doctors who practice in the U.S. are far outperforming their peers as far as mortality rates. And so, with one of the, you know a college in Granada that's that sends hundreds of medical grads to the U.S. U.S. each year, he's out uh, discussing that message, but. It's not only um, it's not only it's not only uh, companies, businesses, small business entrepreneurs that I'm out to help, but also we have individual thought leaders uh, like you, Mike. You know, you might uh, you know you, you know more about anyone else than I can think of, except for maybe Wayne LaPerrier about the businesses of uh, firearms and sales. I'd love to get uh, I'd love to get you pontificating on that in the paper sometime. <laughs> We've done some and, shows on firearms over the past. Every every time the media tries to define something as it isn't, then we end up touching on that topic a little bit. Right. The, the media is just absolutely masters. And it doesn't matter whether it's firearms or Trump or, or, or Obama, whatever. Right. They're masters at injecting their own view into it and calling it news and being absolutely totally wrong. What's that Reagan said? They just know so much that isn't so. I suppose that's the way it is. Yeah, is that a, is. Um, that is absolutely the way it is. Um, so how do you get a client? How's a, how does a client reach out to you? Well, number one, please contact me through my website anytime, dys.media. 
That's dys.media. My number is 616-610-0533. People can call me 24-7. Actually working with uh, a gentleman I met at uh, a lunch a couple of weeks ago, a financial, you know, an up-and-coming financial star. Actually, he's a veteran, but he's going to be getting his name out there more often because uh, he just knows so much more about financial planning, the financial community. So a person like that, is is their goal working with you to be able to become get more speaking engagements, or what's their goal? Oh, to build their bottom line. This gentleman, Wayne DeBryan, he's, uh, you know, he's based in Holland, works for Hilliard Lions, and he's all about helping people save okay. for retirement. Well, but, um, but helping people and building bottom line, aren't those, the liberals will say those are mutually exclusive things. No, not at all. Mutually inclusive. The uh, And that's what I do with, um, you know, a gentleman like Wayne DeBryan, he's building his bottom line. He wants his his core is helping people, and I think that's what's really important when you find out what motivates people. And what's his business? Financial planning, financial consulting, okay, building better futures so like and Dave, prosperity. Dave, a local Dave Ramsey kind of guy. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, although I think he's a little bit better than Dave Ramsey, but that's just my humble opinion. Yeah, no, Dave doesn't. Dave probably wouldn't agree with you. No, 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 no. He probably wouldn't. <clears throat> but uh, you know, he he's always doing better than he deserves. So I think uh, I think he'll be okay. Um, as we go further into the show, we're going to get off into some political topics. Are you going to stay on with us? Absolutely. Oh, I wouldn't want it to affect your images. <laughs> no, no, no. This is uh, this is no image. No. All right. <laughs> Listen, we're we're going to go to a break. Brian says, "No, you're not. No, you're not. It's too <laughs> early." Do you see? Are, the you hur- are you in a hurry today, Mike? Uh, no, absolutely. You, you not. got a whole over a minute to go yet. Do I really? Yeah. A minute. Yeah, you don't so, understand so, the radio. So what that's does this huge. mean? What does this mean? What it looks that? like you're rolling dough. It's stretch. You're rolling dough. Stretch. What's that look like to you, Dave? It's called stretch. He's... I think it's he like... needs an image builder. Can you work with him on that? I don't know. It is, uh... <laughs> it's the hair. Looks a lot of what my daughter does with Play-Doh right. every morning. Right, you stretch it out. See, stretch. Yep, Miles, you've got to see this sometime. We, we've, <laughs> got to start, we've got to start streaming you in here. Um, with us, was, is it Skype? Is that what folks are using in the, for that purpose? Yeah, you can do Skype on the computer. We should do and that. The, and the, they do, they, usually it's used for video a lot, but the audio, you can do audio too, yeah. audio and video. Do you do that in yeah. your in your world? Oh, absolutely. Do you do it a lot? Yeah. How does audio? Because it always sounded really tinny and terrible to me. It's not great. I mean, the best yeah. is to have someone in studio. Yeah. Second best always, yeah. you know, is always to have someone on the We'll have to get Miles line. to move to Michigan. But I think Miles will do fine um I think Miles will do fine with Skype. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you got to see the look on Brian Thomas' face. Like, what? It's special. <laughs> right, I now, thought that's what you signaled me. Right, but now we can go to a break. I can? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. All right, folks, when, when we come back, we're going to dive into some really heated political stuff. It'll be fun. We'll be right back. This is the Mike Hewitt Show on News Talk 1090 WKBZ and West Michigan's Talk 1230 WTKG. Renegade River, guns and ammo, and so much more. Old-fashioned service with surprisingly low prices. On M104 at the top of the new 231 bypass in Nutica. Or find us at renegaderiver.com because you deserve it. RenegadeRiver.com is new and used firearms, all priced to sell, plus ammo, reloading supplies, optics, clothing, lasers, and yes, tactical gear. RenegadeRiver.com, family owned right here in Michigan, because you deserve it. 
The Mike Hewitt Show is brought to you by RenegadeRiver.com. And now we're in segment two. We were going to go into segment two early, but I had to stop you, Mike. <laughs> I keep telling folks that the purpose for you is to keep me on time and on on, uh, on path, and I appreciate that. Listen, folks, if you're just tuning in, Miles Bauer, my co-host, and I are, and we've got Dave Yonkman still in the studio, but listen, Miles and I and Dave, you're welcome to jump in. Sure. I want to I want to kind of beat up on the idea for a minute of is there really a shadow government being built? I hear all of the talk shows and all of the the talking heads on TV and radio, etc., all bantering about this concept of a shadow government, and it sounds so Jesse Ventura conspiratorial. I don't know whether I can get a grip on it. I know that there are folks that disagree. And certainly, President, former President Obama disagrees with with what's going on. I see he's not left D.C., and that's I don't know if that's unprecedented, but it's very, very rare that a, that a an outing president doesn't go home, as it were. I think it was Truman that got in a car with his wife and drove home, and and so that's obviously not former President Obama's mentality. But listen, I think that there's some truism to the idea. And actually, you accidentally touched on it in the first segment, Dave. I think there's some truism to the idea that there, Miles calls it the establishment. You call it whatever, one party, whatever you said. I think it's a, and I've referred to it in Michigan's government, by the way, with this this real perverse government that's been created, um, or legislative body, if you will, that's been created out of the Democrats and about a third of the Republicans that join with them. In Michigan, it was on issues like Medicaid expansion and whatnot. And and I think those folks, when they look at Trump talking about draining the swamp, I think it pushes them together, and that creates a very perverse majority. Uh, I'm concerned over that. Now, is it a shadow government by definition? When I think of shadow government, I think of something very, very different than, than the, the normal argument over majorities and ideologies. What do you think, Miles? I was going to say, I don't think this is very much unlike what occurred in the 80s in the Reagan administration. Back then, they weren't referred to as establishment. They were There were two camps in the Republican Party, the pragmatists and the true believers. And I mean, and I think H.W. Bush kind of represented the establishment or the pragmatists back then when they when he was running against Reagan in the 80 uh, general or rather in the 80 primary. So I mean, you know, I, I know that the press the, the, these days are making light of half the Republican Party as opposed to Trump. Well, yeah, he's going to be a part of the outsiders, and the establishment is going to oppose Trump, whether their establishment in the Republican Party or their establishment in the Democrat Party. So by your definition, we've been bantering this for a year now almost, but by your definition, the establishment is who? Who is the establishment? Forget party for a minute. Who is yeah, the establishment? So there, there are those, those, those folks who intend to make their entire life within the Beltway. Regardless of political per- persuasion, their, their mission in life is just to preserve their well-being, their lifestyle from within the Beltway. So you're talking about bureaucrats, what I define as a bureaucrat. Well, but there are lifelong pol- politicians. I mean, my my senator Dick Dick Durbin uh, went there when you and I were in Arkansas back in the seventies, and he's still there. 
Well, look at look at McP- John McPain. I mean, he's only been there since '87, and he's 80 years old. Right. And and, and I can't stand the man. I've met him. Um, absolutely d- don't like him a bit. And you think, well, Jeepers, at some point maybe he'll go away, but then you look, his mother's 105, so the future looks kind of bleak for Arizonans unless they take their votes back and inject some common sense into it. But right. That, but that's just my humble opinion. <laughs> Makes so, I mean, no sense you know, to me. I, I, I think, like, like uh, for instance, does Trump need Washington? No. He's, his business was doing just just fine before he got here. Not according, to, assuming... not according to the progressives. Well, but I mean, but they're 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 kind of living in their own own reality. Did you see they've got a website now where where they can where they manufacture news as if Hillary won the election? Oh, very nice. I, but yeah. that but that kind of feeds the the uh, the shadow government conspiracy. You know, just trying to stick with the, with the theme of of this uh, of the segment. I, I mean, there's a lot of folks on our side, by the way, that are Trump supporters that passionately believe. Folks from the Hillary, you know, club and and folks from the Obama administration are literally purposely trying to subvert our government and specifically Trump's administration, which is to me a lot different than arguing in the arena of ideas, which is what we do. Um, but you know, trying trying to do to me, it's treason. If the conspiratorialists are correct, and folks, I don't know that they are or that they aren't. I who knows what's in the heart of these people. But but if that's what they're doing by any definition, they've left the arena of ideas and they're trying to create uh, commit treason. Am I being shrill? Well, I guess we could debate the term treason. I mean, you know, uh, if I'm a bureaucrat and I decide to do my job slowly now because I'm not, you know, on board with the Trump publicans, uh, you know, you could debate the idea of if it. You know, to use a '90s term, if it rises to the level of treason. Um, yeah, I, I I guess I agree with that. Except for, to me, arguing and the debating in the arena of ideas is what we're doing. It's what the what I've always called the Senate Senate Debate Club should be doing. It's <clears throat> bringing diverse ideas to the to the to the floor, and 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 having the debate to find out which of these ideas is the best. That's a little bit different than trying to uh, turn on the information faucet on your way out the door and then looking at the leaks that you've created for yourselves and for your... Uh, to me, that's subversion. It's, that's an attempt to damage the U.S. government. And by my definition, that's treason. Um, when, when, when President Obama purposely turned on, turned on the information flow of things that had traditionally been... Uh, thought of as as secret and and uh, important to the survival of our government, that's an act of treason in my book. It, it just is. This, that's way different than having an argument on the floor over whether Obamacare is a good idea or a bad idea. I think that's a valid argument. Turning on the flow of top secret information is not a valid idea in the arena of ideas. It's treason. So that's my view. Those types of things. Trying, trying to make sure that you've got somebody within the Trump administration that can tell you absolutely everything that the Trump administration is uh, is doing, maybe that's not treason. Let's just call it underhanded evil politics. Well, okay, and evil politics might be a, um, a, redundant? a redundant phrase. <laughs> yeah, but I repeat myself, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, I mean, look, even going all the way back to the founding of the country, politics has always been a, a blood sport, right? Yep, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you and I even said this during the primaries when you were a cruiser and, and I was a trumper. But I'm still a cruiser, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, it has been throughout history, um, you know, it, it has been a down and dirty sport and potentially to the detriment of the country. I mean, there were people that were so passionate about their views that they were saying, well, then, you know, blow it up if it doesn't work. You 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 heard me back back uh, during during the primaries. That was the whole reason why I wanted Trump was to go to Washington and blow it up. I, I, I you know, I joke about still being a cruiser. By, by the way, folks, I like cruise. I still do. But on the other hand, just just to clear up that point, I like the things that Donald Trump is doing, and frankly, he's proving you correct. As I've said on the year before, Miles, he's he's actually doing the things that he said he would do. How rare is that? And it's absolutely catching the extreme left's hair on fire like a strike anywhere match. It's it's almost fun to watch. Majority of Americans they overwhelmingly approve the job. Trump is doing. But listen, we're going to talk about push polling somewhere in here, and it's nice that we've got a media guy because a lot of the polls that we're seeing are designed to make folks think that everyone doesn't like what he does, and those are heavily weighted polls, and they're designed to push an opinion because folks don't like to be the only the only person outside. They're going, "Wow, the more majority doesn't like him. I guess I don't either." Right. But but and that's that's the effect of a push poll is to have an outcome on a campaign or a political ideology you're trying to advance. And that's what we're seeing with these polls that are out. out uh, we watched it in the primary. We watched it in the general. And then we finally thought, jeepers, that's finally behind us. But, oh, no, it's just started. All right, folks, now Brian is telling me I've really got to stop. I hit another hard wall right on my forehead. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mike Hewitt Show on News Talk 1090 WKBZ and Talk 1230 WTKG. RenegadeRiver.com is new and used firearms, all priced to sell, plus ammo, reloading supplies, optics, clothing, lasers, and yes, tactical gear. RenegadeRiver.com, family owned right here in Michigan, because you deserve it. Renegade River, guns and ammo, and so much more. Old-fashioned service with surprisingly low prices. On M104 at the top of the new 231 bypass in Nutica. Or find us at renegaderiver.com because you deserve it. The Mike Hewitt Show is a service of renegaderiver.com. Segment three has started. And listen, folks, if you're just tuning in, Miles Bauer, my co-host, is helping me. We've got Dave Yonkman, who's a media guru, still in the studio with us. Um, but this segment, I want to kind of kick around two topics, if I might. The first is, is we watched a whole bunch of press being given last week to a day without immigrants. And now I see all over Facebook that there's going to be coming up in the next few weeks a day without women. And and I, <laughs> I guess I get their point. Um, the day without immigrants, I didn't notice it, and I, I, and I don't mean that to be disparaging. I didn't have any bearing on, 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 had zero effect or impact on my day. That's not a disparaging statement. It's just an honest truism. It didn't affect me. I didn't know it. In fact, I wouldn't have known the day existed if it wasn't for Facebook. Uh, and the, the day without women thing, <laughs> we'll certainly talk about that in a segment to come if it really comes to pass. 
But listen, I pause and I say to myself, we're doing a day without this and a day without that. I think that's all silliness. I think it's nonsense. And so I, I ask, how about a day without tax? And I know the pushback. And so let's spend a couple minutes and everyone can tell me that's not possible. And just the fact that it's not possible would absolutely have every single founding father from left to right scared to death and rolling in their graves that it's not possible to not pay your tax for one day. The proposal that I'm suggesting, and I am suggesting it, is that all of the taxes that get cut in a check, so I'm not talking about the withholding tax, you're stuck. The sales tax, you're stuck because someone else is collecting it. Either that or don't buy a product that day. But my my reason for advancing this, and and by the way, folks, I'm not literally calling for a day without tax, but I am trying to demonstrate something. The real power in America isn't all of these superficial, nonsensical things from Hollywood. It's who's paying the freight. That's the real power in America. Who's paying the freight? We always have these big, long debates about who's in the wagon. Who's pushing the wagon? And what happens if just for one frickin' day... They stop pushing. You want to get somebody in Lansing's attention or somebody in D.C.'s attention? Stop pushing for one day and see what happens. You know, Mike, that builds on a great, uh, you know, there's a bill or two introduced every session of Congress that would have, in which the IRS would send you a bill every three months for the taxes you owe for Social Security, for Medicare, for Medicaid. And I think that would have a much stronger impact on Americans, if they're forced to actually cut a check every three months to the government that covers what's being taken out of their paycheck already. I yeah, mean, they, it's a stealth they, tax. They, they would say- vapor lock because you're paying for taxes you don't even know exist. Yeah. In an incredible right. amount. If you look at your phone bill and actually could break, you're still paying for the telegraph tax. When's the last time someone used a telegraph in the United States of America? It's, what's, her, what's that word I use too often? It's insane. It really <laughs> is. It's nutty. When you say to yourself that $20 trillion is only the deficit, what do they spend? Folks, that's way beyond the $20 trillion that we're always talking about. And nobody seems to get that. Uh, the, the money that Renegade River sends out, my number one expense. Think about this. My number one operating expense is the governments, the collective governments. And guess who pays it? You! What if we had... One day, someone said to me on Facebook on this topic, but oh, we already did that. We did tell me what day was that. Well, the state of Michigan gave you a free day or two days of fishing. Fishing? First off, that incites me because the state of Michigan sells those fish as if the state of Michigan owns the fish. Yeah. And I go, well, Mike, you don't understand. They, they put that money towards conservation. No, they don't. They put that money into the general fund. Slap yourself in the forehead and look again. I'm just saying it's just math. It is an ideology. It ain't left or right. It's just let's come to Jesus here and be honest for a minute. It's math, and we're getting glommed out of our out of the fruits of our labor. And so everyone's yelling, let's have a day for this and a day for that. Let's have a day where nobody pushes the wagon. And see how those bureaucrats across the spectrum like what they get with that. Someday— uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think Senator Warren would push back on you, Pocahontas. Ooh. Let Pocahontas push. You, Let her push, you, push, push. You didn't build up <laughs> Renegade River. Yeah, I know the government did. The state did. of Michigan did. Yeah, God bless them. Thanks, everybody, for doing yeah. that for me. <laughs> it makes me think, why did I go in for 70 hours a week, and why did I do all of that? I, I mean, but those folks believe that. And the only way to demonstrate to them, in my view, 
The only way to demonstrate to them who really built America is have the folks that are paying the freight say, we ain't doing it. Just for one lousy day, it would flip their carts upside down. Their hair would catch on fire because folks, the folks listening, if you could, you can't, I can't, we can't together fathom how much is collected from working America on any individual day, including Sunday. It's astronomical. Miles, you, you're the mathematician in the family. It would take someone, and I don't mean that facetiously, it would take someone with your math skill to back into the number to figure out what they're glomming from us every single day of the year. And when I say but, they, you know, I'm talking about but, local, state, and federal. But you know what the problem is? Yeah, the I do. politicians <laughs> would, would come out and demagogue it yeah. to say, Mike Hewitt, you don't care about starving children. You don't care about the sick, the poor. It, now listen, you know. and here's my pushback to those morons, okay? 87% administration fee. I doesn't Imagine if it cost me 80%, 87% of my company's revenue just to account for the revenue. That's what the government does. They're hovering at 87% administration costs. So yeah, if I care about those folks that you just listed, and I do, I would rather do what you, Miles, once told me 25, 30 years ago, rather than having it funnel through somewhere where there's a big organization collecting big, gigantic incomes, I'm just going to go help them myself with my own hands. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but it was Christmas time, and you were volunteering to go down to work with Salvation Army, I believe. My, I think yeah. it was, is that, so when I look at this, I think, listen, if the government really wants to help somebody, if that's truly, truly, truly their goal, then they ought to get out of the way and let me help them and give them the whole dollar and not the 13 cents left over after they got done um, squandering the difference, for lack of better words, squandering the difference. 87 cents out of every dollar is flat squandered, and they're worried about the poor and I'm not? Oh, my goodness. That just ain't so. That's what I'm saying to you. They're worried about themselves. They could give a hoot about the 13 cents they couldn't glom onto. Am I wrong? Well, and and I mean, think think about it. And it kind of circles back to the shadow government, right? These yep, are the does. entrenched the entrenched bureaucrats that want job security that aren't going to give a second's inch to somebody that comes to town and says, "I don't even want my paycheck." That's not why I'm here. Their hair caught on fire when he said that. I don't want my paycheck. I'm just here to do the job because it needs to get done. And they went, oh, no, no. We don't want somebody like that. We don't want someone to think that radically. That's pretty radical to the folks that are there for the money. Absolutely. Yep. That's, That's how I'm seeing it. So back to my original point. We got a day without the immigrants. We got a day coming without the women. Someday we ought to have a day without poodles and a day without Great Danes. But in the meantime, how about the folks doing the lifting? Say, we ain't lifting for one day. You all that want to lift, lift on your own because we're not helping. We'll find out who the real lifters are. Sounds like something straight out of Ayn Rand. Yeah. That's a nice (laughs) thought. Thank you. (laughs) I kind of liked Ayn Rand. I I don't know. But, you know, now if you think she's a moderate, if you start reading my sequel I'm writing on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I may have to come to you for your services when I get to that point. We're getting there <laughs> slowly, but it's 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 uh, 
Surely. I, to me, I just it, it goes down to how do we really want to help people? If that's really our goal, let's just do it. If that's not our goal, let's be honest about it. And someone with an 87% administration, administration cost, folks, they're not being honest about it. That's not their goal, I'm just saying. And I don't care if we're talking about Republican or Democrat. If they think that's, if they think that's the right path to help somebody, they're flat-lying to anybody that they say that to because it's just not true. That's not the agenda. The agendas are helping themselves, which goes to Miles's point all throughout this whole drama for the last year. And, uh, and and I think it goes to my point when I describe establishment as either check writers or check cashers. That's the establishment to me. So, folks, we're going we're gonna to go away and come back. with Will it be the time for the Enigma Report? In the Enigma Report, we're going to define conservatism. We'll be right back. This is the Mike Hewitt Show on News Talk 1090 WKBZ and West Michigan's Talk 1230 WTKG. Renegade River, guns and ammo, and so much more. Old-fashioned service with surprisingly low prices. On M104 at the top of the new 231 bypass in Nutica. Or find us at renegaderiver.com because you deserve it. RenegadeRiver.com is new and used firearms. All priced to sell, plus ammo, reloading supplies, optics, clothing, lasers, and yes, tactical gear. RenegadeRiver.com, family owned right here in Michigan, because you deserve it. This is the Mike Hewitt Show, brought to you by RenegadeRiver.com. And we're turning that corner. Here it comes. You don't have to duck. You just have to suck it all in. Time for the Enigma Report. That would be a scary proposition, I'm just saying to you. Listen, folks, if you're just dialing in, this is the Enigma Report segment of our show. And my co-host, Miles Bauer, is, is with us. And our guest, Dave Yonkman, is sitting here wondering, what the heck did I get myself involved in today? So, <laughs> listen, I, wh- what I want to talk about in this final segment, something that's, I don't know if it's an enigma to me per se, but it may be an enigma to a lot of folks. Um, and I'm slowly working my way, it probably is, because I've not gotten my head around it yet. Uh, let me first tell the straight, a, a short story that I told a few months ago, and then it will help me dive into this. I was at a political function, in fact, it had happened twice. The first time I was caught off guard, so I didn't respond as I as I did the second time because it was one of those classic cases where the first time when you walk away, you think, jeepers, I wish I'd have said, and then I had another opportunity, so I was my lips were already loaded. So a person walks up, and they identify themselves, introduce themselves, and say, well, I'm from the other side of the party from you. I said, no, no kidding. What does that mean? He says, well, I'm a classical conservative. Keeping in mind, folks, I define myself as a classical liberal. And I, so I thought about it and from the first time that had been said. The guy says he's a classical conservative. The second time I said, oh, great. That means you're here on behalf of the king. And so because that's what classical conservatism meant in our founding. It, they folks wanted tradition. They wanted to keep what was going. They were willing to accept status quo. That's what conservative or classical conservatism meant. And, of course, it, you know, Miles and I have talked over over the last many months now about how the parties are shifting a little bit, per, first post-World War II shifting of the parties to be measured. Uh, in the past, we've read quotes from John F. Kennedy's campaign, and, in fact, we played the game with it on the air back in the spring the springtime uh, a year ago. I brought in all of the quotes from JFK, 
and I didn't disclose who it was, and read them, who said these words, and they were guess, guessing Reagan or a Tea Party or, or yeah, it was no, it was John F. Kennedy. It's how he campaigned, and that's how he campaigned to get the votes of the Democratic Party, which helped demonstrate, at least for me, how far the parties, both parties, have shifted, in my view. And so I posted on Facebook a couple days ago, how do you define conservatism in as few words as you possibly can? And now there's 110 responses, um, a share and a handful of likes. And the folks, the reason I say that this belongs in the Enigma report is because for me, I think it helps define the confusion over expectations. Um, it, if if we were defining a coffee cup, I'm looking at the cof- the famed coffee silo, and you had 10 people define it, okay, they may all call it something different, but everyone has a general idea of what its purpose is and what it does. And I'm relating the definition of conservatism to expectations. Forget the Republican Party for a minute, but we as conservatives, if that's what we are, what are our expectations? And when you look at the differing, some people said traditional, Some when this person says self-reliant, uh, this person says reality matters, decency, constitutional and American values as an answer, respect, constitutional values, opposite of Obama, that was this person's definition of uh, conservatism, small, non-invasive government where individual rights come first. To me, when I look at most of these answers, not all of them, by the way, but most of them, they fall under the umbrella of my politics, which is classical liberalism, not conservatism. But I'm only doing by Webster's definition. I'm not I'm not trying to sp- split hairs, but I'm saying that's, that's part of the problem. When I'll see grassroots yell at, look what that gosh darn Republican Party just did. It goes to expectations and how we define conservatism. On the show a couple couple weeks ago, I had talked about if there were 10 people, each one would have a different definition of, of conservatism, and you, Miles, corrected me and up that. So if you had 10 people, you'd have 12 or 13 different definitions of conservatism. So what say you on this topic of define conservatism in as few words as possible? Well, I would... Uh... I would say that the term term conservative, uh, you know, as we were talking briefly off, off air, I think um, over my experience has pretty much become vanilla or generic. Milk and um, toast. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it there and, you know, there are even sub subgroups. Right. We said social conservatives, fiscal conservatives. But even if you dove into well, what's a fiscal conservative? And again, if you ask 10 people what that is, you get 12 different answers. So no matter how far you drill into conservatism or whatever it means, I just don't know how much uh, meat that will actually be there. You define yourself as what? I am a Reaganite. So you're Reaganista, I think was the old yeah. word. Uh, right. I, I, when I When I read these things, though... And by the way, I, I am also, but when I define Ronald Reagan, if I d- skip all the personalities and the, the the people that liked him and disliked, put all that aside, if you just do the checklist of the things that he tried to advance, he's a classical liberal, not a conservative. He just was. And by the way, let me be very specific. I am not a libertarian. I think there's a difference between libertarianism, which was founded by, and I'm going to get yelled at right now. I know I'm going to get myself right in trouble. But libertarianism was founded by a communist in France. I'm a classical liberal in the fold of Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, and and 
that's how I see that. I'm not an anarchist. I think that we need a small r Republican form of government, which to me means a limited constitutionally managed government. We need to have that. Do we need to have them think that 87 cents of every dollar is theirs? <laughs> not so much, no. That is not classical liberalism. I, I just think the, the reason I really wanted to get into this, and what makes it an enigma to me, is how the definitions of these words have gotten, first off, I believe, flipped around. I, I really believe that politically. If, you were in, if, you're at, if you're at your local university and somehow you got out of basket weaving class and you're actually learning something in, in, in poli-sci 101, but these words are all backwards in definition. They are. And, and we've all embraced them. Like, and by the way, that happens all the time. The word gay from the gay community. I don't know how that word become that. That's not what that meant. It just, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not taking a position for or against that issue. I'm only saying how we've allowed these words to become political footballs rather than what the words mean. I don't, that's an enigma to me. It's just not, that's not what that word means. And that's, and when I read this list of lists, I like all of these people. Well, most of them. And I just think they define classic, classical liberalism. And I'm not trying to split the hair, but it's hard for us to achieve our, our united goals if we have 110 different expectations of what those goals are. And, and I, I think that's how we've gotten to the point where JFK's brochures sound, sound conservative to use that word. That's how he's become. I mean, he sounds Reagan. No, I don't want to go that far, not Reagan-esque. He certainly sounds like a moderate Republican now when I read the information. And like I said, that day folks thought he was a Tea Partier by reading his campaigns. Know how to use your gun and to protect your family and your and your uh, country. <laughs> a Democrat said that? No kidding. And won, the, and won the nomination? That wouldn't happen again, I'm just saying. It just wouldn't. I think words matter. I think understanding the words and the definitions matter, and I think having a united understanding about what our actual goals and expectations are matter. You talked to me, we, the, the joke with Miles and I on the air and off the air, by the way, folks, is whether I'm a cruiser or not. Listen, I, I, I got to tell you, I've got some really dear friends of mine that I've known a long time, some folks, Kathy Shemeca, if you're listening, uh, we just disagree on these topics entirely. Cruz lost, Trump won, now I'm watching what Trump is doing. I'm not in absolute lockstep with everything he's doing, but I've never been in lockstep with anybody. That's not possible. Um, but I'm I'm applauding in general what he's doing, although I wished he'd quit leaving the low-hanging fruit with some of the some of the tweets, etc., which I see as low-hanging errors. Now, if he had a media guy like you, maybe we could really mend a little bit, but then he wouldn't be who he is. <laughs> Exactly. But then he wouldn't be who he is. And this is from his point of view, he's probably thinking, no, I stopped that. This is how I won. This is how I relate to people. Uh, like the grand drama over what he said in Sweden. I don't know if you guys have watched that, but the man was spot on. Sweden yeah. is on fire. Anyone that doesn't think that, if you've gotten hung up in the media trash and you're thinking, oh, he lied again, I see that all over Facebook and the, in the mainstream media. Sorry, folks. But the man was spot on. So but, but, Mike, don't you appreciate the way he sets the media's hair on fire by his <laughs> use of Twitter? I do. I really do. It drives him crazy that he didn't buff, buffer a quote in, the, in a focus group and then, and then reel it out to him in the normal manner. He just said it. What I get a kick out of, though, is the population. 
for years I've heard them say, I just wish we had a politician that would say it like it is. Now they got one, they're going, oh my, did you hear what he just said? <laughs> Listen, folks, follow us on Twitter at Talk Mike Hewitt. And on, and there I did it. And on Facebook at forward slash Mike Hewitt Show. Thanks. We'll see you next week. RenegadeRiver.com is new and used firearms, all priced to sell, plus ammo, reloading supplies, optics, clothing, lasers, and yes, tactical gear. RenegadeRiver.com, family owned right here in Michigan, because you deserve it. Renegade River, guns and ammo and so much more. Old-fashioned service with surprisingly low prices. On M104 at the top of the new 231 bypass in Nutica. Or find us at RenegadeRiver.com, because you deserve it.